This is NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Eccles. Progressive lawmakers and activists are trying to make Illinois the eighth state to eliminate the sub-minimum wage for tipped workers. Alex Degman has more. Lawmakers expect to introduce a measure this week that requires employers to pay tipped employees the full minimum wage. Right now, tipped workers make $8.40 an hour. State Senator Lakeisha Collins says this would help some of the state's most vulnerable people. This industry is dominated by women. And if we want to truly invest in women, and we are truly for women, then you got to pay them what the hell you owe them. The Illinois Restaurant Association is opposed, saying those who rely on tips end up averaging $28 an hour. And this idea would force business owners to lay people off and raise costs. Chicago passed its own ordinance last year that phases out the tip minimum wage by 2028. I'm Alex Degman. The Illinois Supreme Court has denied a request from State Representative Dan Calkins to vacate its ruling that upheld the state's assault weapons ban. The high court in August rejected Calkins' lawsuit that challenged the ban on certain weapons, accessories, and high-capacity magazines on constitutional grounds. Calkins later appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court, arguing that he did not receive a fair trial because two Democratic justices who ruled on the case had taken campaign funds from groups tied to the Democratic leaders named as defendants. One of the allegedly compromised justices, however, actually sided with Calkins. The U.S. High Court denied his request last month to block the law's implementation. The American Red Cross continues to face an emergency blood shortage. Hospitals around the country are in urgent need of donations as the number of donors keep declining. Recent winter weather conditions also led to the cancellation of numerous blood drives. Connie Esparza is with the American Red Cross. She encourages anyone eligible to find a drive and donate. I think a very interesting fact is that in in the United States, 62% of us are eligible to donate, but only three of us actually do. So we've, we've got a long way to go, and we encourage everybody to roll up that sleeve and, and help save lives. For more information on how to find blood drives, visit redcrossblood.org. The Illinois Restaurant Association is voicing opposition to a plan that would eliminate the tipped wage in the state. A group of lawmakers is expected to introduce the measure this week. As of now, tipped workers make eight forty an hour. They want those workers to receive the full minimum wage. But the restaurant lobby says many tipped workers make far more than that amount. It also says the legislation would lead to higher costs for businesses and lead to layoffs. A 73-year-old man from northwest Illinois has been sentenced to five years in prison for attacking a planned abortion clinic. Authorities say Philip Bino of Prophetstown rammed his car into a building in Danville last May and tried to set a facility on fire. It had yet to open and no one was injured. He became stuck in his vehicle and he was arrested at the scene. Bino must also pay more than $300,000 in restitution. It is 6.07. You are listening to NPR Illinois. It is 645. I'm Michelle Eccles. This is NPR Illinois. Joining us this morning is Tiffany Jackson. She's a co-founder of the cannabis consulting firm Sour Diesel Group and wanted to have her on because they're going to have an event in Lincoln. This is a new event and it is called 420 Illinois Festival. Tiffany, talk to us about the 420 Illinois Festival. First off, what is it? Hi, so the festival is uh, something brand new, actually, to uh, Central Illinois. And it's a time where we're going to do it on 420, of course, the uh, the national uh, um, uh, cannabis holiday. And it, we just want to celebrate the industry and the strides that have been made in the industry and have a safe space for a, a responsible, you know, uh, just usage and to be able to 
listen to live bands and relax and have a great time. And we would like to do it in central Illinois because most of our cultivators are in central Illinois. And as the business continues to grow and boom, uh, central Illinois should really be highlighted. You know, a lot of the complaint is that people have to go all the way to Chicago to enjoy festivals of this nature and uh, no more. So we, we heard the complaints and we want to make sure we make a difference down here. Now, you have a facility close to Lincoln as well, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, Mystic Green's dispensary is actually our dispensary. Um, it is in Lincoln, Illinois, and uh, also, you know, we share that space, uh, Lincoln, with Cresco Labs. So uh, Lincoln is actually uh, on the map as far as the cannabis industry goes. Now, when it comes to this festival, how did you um, kind of get the planning going around it? And, and did you fa- face any challenges? Because this is unique right now to Central Illinois. It's not something people are necessarily used to. <laughs> Correct. Uh, well, the, the planning started uh, last year once we, once we kept hearing about the, uh, the void there of a, of a cannabis festival of any kind. And uh, so we started the planning and uh, kind of just took off with that. And uh, we faced... Uh, it's not as much adversity as I, I thought. We, we've had some pushback, of course, because of, you know, it, there, you know, there's not a lot of education around the, the topic. You know, we, we know things from, you know, what we've seen on TV commercials, et cetera. But, um, you know, this is the time that we want to really showcase the, the, the plant, showcase, showcase that uh, education around it. And uh, we have a bunch of educational booths that will be popping up, cultivators that will be there uh, to talk about their brand and talk about the science part of, of, of cannabis. Now, when it comes to using cannabis on site, uh, are there special considerations that are going to be made during the festival? Yes, uh, we actually have a, a designated area uh, for for consumption just to make sure that we keep a purview on it and uh, make sure that it's safe and responsible for everybody involved so that everybody can enjoy. Uh, so it won't be, you know, just all around the festival. There'll be designated areas uh, that are, you know, um, uh, taken over by our security uh, team that's uh, ex-military security team, Triple T Security, and uh, they're great to just be able to ha- provide that oversight just to make sure everybody's safe. What kinds of music and, and entertainment will you have at this event, and what can people expect? Okay, so yeah, people expect when they walk in to, you know, get the, a nice welcome bag full of some goodies from the cultivators, that's like T-shirts, you know, uh, different kinds of swag, you know, even socks one cultivator is uh, letting us uh, um, pass out. And uh, from there, the, the bands will be live starting at 10.30 a.m. Uh, on the dot. Uh, we have some uh, bands like uh, the, the, uh, the Matt, the Matt uh, Carter Band. Uh, they'll be performing. Uh, we have um, uh, Tulu, Tulu and Eves, actually. It's a local band. And we try to keep it local uh, because we want to get back to the community. We want this to be a actual community event. And, uh, and there's some great talent in Central Illinois. Uh, we got Cosby, one of the rappers in, uh, in Central Illinois, and uh, several others in the lineup. So uh, we'll be uh, announcing that very soon. And again, this is happening when and where? April 20th uh, from 10 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. at the Logan County Fairground. Uh, yeah, 420. Let's, let's, let's really rock this out. Where can people find more information or keep an eye on things as you make announcements and get this moving forward? Because really, it's only a couple months away. Yeah, yeah, like 70 days to be exact. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, no, you can uh, always uh, check the website at 420illinoisfestival.com uh, or or on Facebook, 420illinois Festival, or um, actually on Instagram at 420IF. And uh, we'll be announcing little uh, um, uh, additions there, as well as make sure you, you grab your ticket because uh, you need your ticket upon entry. 
Tiffany Jackson, co-founder of the cannabis consulting firm Sour Diesel Group. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you guys soon. It is, it is 649. You are listening to NPR Illinois.